Samuel chapter number 9, and a very familiar text, and uh, but just seemed like that's what the Lord got on my heart this morning. 2 Samuel chapter number 9, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. 2 Samuel chapter number 9, and begin reading in verse number 1. When you find your places, stand with me if you can, and able and honor and reverence to the ring of the word of the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter number 9. And verse number one, the Bible said, David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Zeba. When they called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Zeba? And he said, Thy servant is he. The king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? Zeba said to the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. king said to him, Where is he? Zeba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machir, son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Machir, son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David. He fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, he answered, Behold thy servant. That's as far as we'll read this morning. For a second time, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I... Sure do love you this morning. I'm thankful for the privilege, Lord, the honor to be back in your house. Lord, I thank you for each one that's made the way out today. Lord, I pray you meet every need. Lord, I pray if I'd be more discouraged, would you encourage your heart? But if it go over to far this away, would you draw me close to you once again? Lord, I pray most of all, if they'd be one of the midst this morning, lost unknown with that ship. Lord, I pray you convict that heart, save us, whatever lasting too late. We'll be careful this morning, give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. For we ask it in Jesus' name, amen, and amen to be seated. Thank you for standing with me this morning. Now, very familiar text. Once again, we realize that David, uh, here in our text, 2 Samuel chapter 9, David, in verse 1, is that David said, Is there yet any that is left to the house of Saul that I may show him kindness uh, uh, for Jonathan's sake? Now, uh, if you know your Bible and all know anything about the life of David, you're familiar, no doubt, with uh, the fact that David uh, uh, had this bond, this relationship, if you would, with uh, Saul's son, Jonathan, and how God knit their hearts together. In fact, we find that uh, God used Jonathan greatly uh, as David fled from Saul. Uh, uh, boy, there's a message in that, the ministry of the arrows, but we're not getting all that yet, that, but how Jonathan uh, give David the sign if it be well with Saul, or if he need to flee, and uh, God knit their hearts together. Now we uh, are aware that here in our text this morning that uh, Saul's been defeated, David's been established as king, and Jonathan here in our text is dead, and uh, the Bible said that David said, is there yet any uh, of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And uh, what a thing to do. Here David is. <clears throat> you think about all that David's been put through by Saul. He's fled from him and Saul's tried to kill him multiple times at this point. David has uh, been on the run. David's been uh, uh, a lot we can look at in David's life. And 
Yet here he is. His bond is so strong with Jonathan uh, that David said he'd like to show somebody uh, from the house of Saul the kindness uh, for Jonathan's sake. And, uh, so that's our text. That's what's happening here. And we find as we read on down that David calls one of Saul's servants, uh, failing to know it by the name of Ziba. And he calls him, they call him unto David. David asked him, is there yet in it? Uh, the house of Saul. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's interesting. Ziba says, yeah, I, I'd take a one. There's a, a fellow by the name of Mephibosheth. And he said, he's Jonathan's son. You'll find Jessica in the text, he's referred to as the son of Saul and the son of Jonathan. Uh, but he's Jonathan's son. He's Saul's grandson, the way it was, the terminology in the Bible, uh, if it was, uh, uh, my daddy's name is Jeff Park, so of course I'd be uh, called the son of Jeff Park, uh, but you could call Andrew in the Bible days, you could call him uh, the son of Chris Park and the son of Jeff Park, it was of the lineage, if you see what I mean, and, uh, so Saul is Mephibosheth's grandfather, uh, Jonathan is his daddy, and uh, Ziba says there's one Mephibosheth that Jonathan's son. But then in verse 3, the Bible said, in part of verse 3, I believe that he had said, which is lame on his feet. Now, I don't say a whole lot about how that was to happen, but he was lame uh, from his childhood. And I will say this, it resulted uh, from a fall. He was being carried uh, and, and was dropped, and the fall caused him uh, to be lame on his feet. And uh, so here's the character. David's more so kind of somebody. Ziba tells about Mephibosheth. And, uh, then David says, now this is interesting. David this time uh, is in the palace. He is the king. And, uh, it seems like in my mind, Michelle, that uh, I kindly think to myself, maybe uh, if I'd have been David, I'd say, was there somebody else we could show kindness to? Uh, that seems like a lot of work. I mean, he's lame on his feet. Uh, uh, it's not a lot he can do. Uh, I, I mean, Kirk, it's going to take more. Don't, don't, don't fight me when I say this, but it's going to take more than just send him a little bit of cash. This fella can't work. He can't, uh, he can't walk. He, there's a lot he can't do. Uh, uh, I mean, it's going to be more of a commitment maybe than what David meant to. Uh, yeah. uh, but we'll find in our text that he said, uh, uh, the Bible said he sent Ziba uh, down to Lodabar uh, uh, to fetch him uh, uh, and bring him to it. Now, with all that being said, let me say a few things that I get preaching. Uh, I got to think about that. You didn't want me anything new this morning, but uh, I thought about that this week, Elaine, and I thought to myself, what a picture. Uh, of a sinner. Mephibosheth, by the way, had not done anything uh, uh, to warrant David's kindness. Isn't that right? The Bible said, uh, uh, well, let me just go ahead and say this. Verse number one, uh, the Bible said, David said, is there any in it uh, that has led to the house so that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Uh, notice for me, if you would, the plan. Uh, uh, David said, I, I, I want to show somebody uh, have some kindness for Jonathan's sake. Now, it's not anything that Saul's done that's warranted this kindness. We know that. Uh, uh, but no, it's not anything Mephibosheth's done to warrant this kindness. Uh, uh, in fact, would you agree with me, John, that evidently until 2 Samuel chapter 9, uh, David did not even know Mephibosheth existed. Uh, uh, the Bible said, is there any of the house of Saul? Uh, he didn't even know who he was. Uh, it was not anything Mephibosheth had done to warrant this kindness, uh, uh, this mercy, and this gift. Uh, 
uh, that David was going to bestow upon him. Uh, uh, but yet the Bible said he wanted to show him kindness uh, uh, for Jonathan's sake. Now, uh, let me tell you what that is. That's mercy. They're right. Uh, here David has been persecuted by Saul. Uh, I mean, Saul's pushed him out of the kingdom. He's been on the run. Uh, been in fear of his life. Uh, uh, Saul's been his opposition to the throne. Uh, I mean, a lot that we could say. Uh, multiple times the Bible said that Saul uh, threw his javelin at David or his spear attempting to kill him. Multiple times David, I saw, has put into effect some plan to have David killed. Uh, 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 yet here he is, he said, uh, uh, even though this man's been my enemy, uh, even though he's my adversary, uh, even though he's against everything I'm for, uh, and for everything I'm against, uh, uh, yet for Jonathan's sake, uh, I'd like to show his descendants some kindness. Alright? Right. Do you see the plan? What a picture. You say, preacher, what's so good about that? Well, I got to think today about how that uh, we understand, of course, that God created a perfect world, placed Adam and Eve in the garden. And, uh, in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible said that the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. We know how that he uh, lured and enticed and tempted Eve. And uh, she took to Eve the fruit of the tree of the gods of good and evil and gave to Adam also. And he did he went to the Bible said, and had it because of that, because of one man's fall and one man's sin. Uh, that sin into the world, death by sin. And uh, I thought about that and said, that's our descendant, by the way. Uh, you and I are descendants of Adam. Uh, he is our forefather, isn't that right? Uh, oh, man, I thought about how that uh, that put him in between him and God and uh, separated God and man. Uh, I'm about to come say, what good? Uh, but that put him between God and man and separated that connection uh, before much he had before the foundation of the world. Uh, Mercy and kindness unto man. Uh, yeah. Under the sins of Adam. Uh, not because I deserve it. Not because I wanted it. Uh, or because you did. Uh, or not because Adam did. Uh, but the Bible said for Jonathan's sake. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah. Aren't you glad God took those that uh, had been separated and torn from him? Uh, and that's whom he sent. Uh, Christ to die for and purchase. Uh, and to redeem a bride. To be adopted uh, into the family of God. To reconcile. That relation back again. That's what David's doing here in our text. He's going to reconcile the house of David, the house of Jesse, and the house of Saul once again. But he's going to do it for Jonathan's sake. We see the plan. Let me tell you my text, if you if you my title, if you will, before I get ahead of myself. Watch what your Bible said in that part of verse 3. The Bible said Jonathan hath you aside, which is lame. On his feet. Lord, hit me this morning. I'll preach a little while on this fall. Lame, but love. What about that? Uh, now, I'll say a few things before we How it becomes a picture of the sinner. Zeba becomes a picture of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Jonathan becomes a picture of Christ. Uh, uh, David becomes a picture of God the Father. And then, of course, uh, Saul becomes a picture of the adversary of Satan. Uh, having we descended, uh, uh, the Bible said that. Uh, well, I, I get there in a minute. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, uh, let me say this now. Lame. Uh, uh, but, uh, so we see the plan. Then I want to go through with you with the problem. David says, I want to show kindness to the house of Saul uh, for Jonathan's sake. 
Verse 2, he calls Zeba to him. Ask Zeba about the, the situation. Zeba said, yeah, there is one. There's a fellow by the name of Fibbishet. He's, uh, he's Jonathan's son. The last one, verse 3, we read this a minute ago. Zeba said, but there's a problem, though. He labeled his family. That lame does not come a picture of sin. Oh my, isn't that how it is? God playing before. The Bible said that Christ was a, as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. It was no surprise. It was not a, it was not just a coincidence. Right. God had always planned for Christ to die as a redeemed sinner. But the problem was that the problem was not the sacrifice with Christ. The problem was uh, the fact that we were sinners. Yeah. Right? God yeah. cannot look at sin. Right? right. David sought to show kindness uh, to somebody in the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake. Uh, but the problem is this fellow's lame on his face. Yeah. Right. The problem, John, is. David seeks to show him kindness, but uh, my soul, Mephibosheth, can't even get to David. He's lame on his feet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're bogging down right there. Is that not right? Uh, yeah. uh, if you're lame on your feet, I tell you what, Ronald, uh, uh, well, I, I don't pick on Ronald, I pick on Chris. Say what do. Let me break both your legs. And you let your daddy go home and you get to it. All right? It's not happening. It's just not working. You're not going to go. You're not going to go. He's lame on the street. He can't even get to that. Doesn't matter whether or not David wants to show him kindness, but Phyllis Jeff can't get to him. Yeah. They're right. Oh, my. You remember how it was before you got saved? Uh, oh, my. I remember I talked to a gentleman uh, there in prison one time. I had the opportunity to go down there and preach with Rock of Ages, I was talking to a fellow and I, 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 I'd been talking to him and he looked at me, big old tears running in his face uh, and he said, Preacher, I believe you. I believe with everything I've got uh, that God had saved me and he loves me. Uh, he said, Preacher, the problem is I've just gone too far. I've done too much. There's no way uh, that I could ever get to God. Oh my, can I go ahead and just blow the whole message out of the water? Uh, I looked at him, I said, you're exactly right, you did. Uh, but I've got good news when you couldn't get to him. Uh, thank God he come to where you are. Isn't that right? Uh, oh my, isn't that right? Uh, he's lame. That's the problem. Watch what the Bible said, verse 4. No, real quick, I, I, I heard it. Uh, verse 4, the Bible said, uh, notice this, verse 4, and the king said unto him, where is Oh my, Archie glad the lameness did deter David. Uh, he said, that's all right. I'm not worried about his problems. Uh, I'm not worried about his situation. I, uh, could you say it like this? I'm not worried about how bad he is. Uh, I'm not even worried about where he's at. You just tell me where he is. Uh, uh, what's what the Bible said. Uh, the king said, where he is? See, verse number four. I said to him, where he is? He was evil. I said, king, behold, he's in the house of make here. So him am in Lodabar. Watch verse five. Boy, I like this. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Mekir, some amen, from Lodabar. Now, let me say a few things. I don't have time getting all of it. I'll try to hurry. I told you I wouldn't be very long. How about most of not only do we see the plan in verse 1, verse 3, we see the problem. He's lame. Then I want you to in verse 4 and 5. Notice the pursuit. Mephibosheth couldn't get to David. David said, where is he? Said he's, he's down here in the house of Mekir, here, so maybe yeah, down in Lodabar, Bethlehem in your Bible, it means uh, the house of bread. Lodabar means house of no bread. Exact opposite. Yeah, right. 
opposite. Pitiful. I mean, here he is. I mean, not only is he lame, but he's not even getting what he needs. He's in poverty. Right? David, I mean, we'll sit like this. Fibbsheth's not in very good shape. Lame on both his feet. Living in poverty. I mean, listen, hey, he's just, his bank said he's in. My house would make this up. Amen. I mean, he's not, he don't even have his own hat. He don't have his own plates. He's, he's living in poverty. David said, God said, David sent. Listen, I believe you'll have to pray with me. I believe he sent Zeba. What I believe. Yeah. He said, Zeba, let's go fetch him. Uh, you'll, that'll hit you right here. Yeah, you look at it like you can't get it. That'll hit you right here. Well, I sure am glad. I sure am glad I got saved. I, I told somebody the other day, it, it's still hard for me to believe, but I've been saved 22 years. No, I got saved when I was 7 years old. I, how do you say, preacher, was you living in poverty? You better believe it. How do you say, preacher, was you living in prison? You better believe it. How do preacher, if you deserve to go to hell, you better believe it. How do you have a needle in my arms? Never had a beer in my throat. How do you say, I've never done, but I'm going to do the same thing. Everybody else loves that. I sure am paid the Holy Ghost of God through where I was. Had come to where I was. Had fixed me out of the place where I was. Oh, mine brought me somewhere else in the bed. I like that word about that they would sit and fixed him. You know what? I'm not trying to be carnal. I'm not trying to be ugly. But you go outside, you got a dog and a do it. You pick up a sticker or a ball, throw it out through the yard and say, Fetch, isn't that right? Yeah. And you know what that dog will do? It'll take off running right? just as fast as it can. And that tail will just be wagging. You know why? Because it loves it. Yeah. And it'll run where that sticker, that ball was. It'll pick it up. Oh, my, I'm about to hit myself on preaching. It'll pick it up and it'll turn around. And it'll make a beeline just as fast as it can. And back to the one that threw it, isn't that right? Uh, can I say that's what the Holy Ghost did? I'm not trying to refer to it as a dog. Uh, I don't mean any disrespect. Uh, uh, thank God he is the third part of the Godhead. Uh, he is an equal part with God the Father. I understand that. Uh, I don't mean any disrespect at all, but I'm telling you, uh, uh, that is the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, to run the sinners. Uh, uh, to where they are when they could not get to God. Uh, uh, to run to where they were. Can I say this? He enjoys it. Uh, he loves it. Uh, he loves to find old wretched sinner on being held. Uh, and to pick them up and carry them to the Father. Uh, that's what his job is. Uh, and he fetched Zeba when fetched him. Uh, out of the land of Lodabar. Watch this now. We see the pursuit. David sent for it. David fetched him. Bible said, uh, the son of Amnia, verse 5, from uh, Lodabar. Now Zeba had to go to him. Zeba had to pick him up. Zeba had to place him in the chariot. Zeba had to bring him back. Zeba had to help him into the father's house. Uh, everything was done by Zeba because Mephibosheth is lame on his feet. Yeah. I believe Paul said it like this, for he said, by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Didn't yeah. Right. Not anything we do. Not anything we deserve, not anything that we did. Uh, I thank God for the Holy Ghost that come and uh, spoke to our heart and wooed us and won us and brought us to Christ. Now, watch what your Bible said, verse 6. <laughs> now, when Mephibosheth, the son of Joseph, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reference. Oh, my, what a picture that is. Zeba, here he is, he brings Mephibosheth out. It's amazing the Bible doesn't say much about that journey. I wouldn't say much about what Mephibosheth thought when he heard the king's chariot coming. I, I tell you what I believe he thought. 
by all rights, God, because of everything Saul had put David through, David had every right to find all of Ahasuerus and put them to death. Here's he be down the house of me here. Some of him here, the Lord of Power. He hear the king's chariot coming. Uh, I, I'd almost see him kirk his heart, begin to beat out his chest. Uh, here he is laying on his feet, going as far as he can go. Uh, he can't run away. He can't fight back. Uh, he's done all he can do. Uh, I believe all my heart, surely he thought he's come to kill me. Yeah. And he'd been right in doing so. Yeah. Oh my. I, I never tire of seeing sinners God begin to convict their heart. And it's almost a lot of times that first time sharing, it's almost like that's how they feel. I mean, they realize for the first time in their life they're a sinner. Uh, and it seems like that's what they think. Uh, I, I deserve to go to hell. He's going to send me to hell. Uh, but can you imagine when the knock come on the door? Uh, and, and my favorite chest scared to death. Uh, here comes Zeba and he recognizes him. Uh, and my favorite chest makes all my eyes come send Zeba to kill me. And then Jesus said, I've got a message from the king. He wants you to come say his hands. He wants to show you kindness. He wants to do something for you. Oh, can you remember the night and the day of the hour? The sweet Holy Ghost come by where he was and showed you you a sinner. It seemed like all hope was gone. He told you there was a Savior who'd show you kindness and mercy and grace. Oh, what a message there is in verse Verse 7, what's what your Bible said? Verse number 7, notice for me if you would the promise. Mephibosheth comes into David, the Bible said, he fell on his face, verse 6, did reverence. David said, Mephibosheth, he answered, Behold thy servant. Verse 7, David said to him, Fear not, for I'll surely show thee kindness for Jotham thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. Thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Now, can I, can I show you something quickly? Notice the promise. Verse 7, the Bible said that first part, David said to him, Fear not. Can, can you remember, oh my, do you remember when the Holy, if you say this morning, do you remember when the Holy Ghost showed you you was a sinner, showed you to serve to go to hell? But then whether it be through preaching or whatever the case may be, or reading your Bible, or reading a tract, whatever the case is, somebody knocked on your door. Do you remember when he told you how that even though you was a sinner, even though you deserve to go to hell, that you did not have to fear? Huh? Oh my, that grace had come. Isn't that right? Uh, do you see that? Fear not, David said. There's today no reason to fear. I've not brought you here to kill you. I've not brought you here to punish you. Uh, but in fact, that David said uh, in verse number 7, let me read it to you so I don't butcher it. Uh, the Bible said in verse 7, watch this fear not, that's an emperor not for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. That's mercy. Mercy is this. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. What David was saying was this. Zemsheth, you know, and I know, and I'd be in the right to kill you. Yeah. All right. But fear not. I'm going to show you kindness to draw from my father's side. Do you remember when God, when the Holy Ghost put you in a place of conviction, realized you was a sinner, but you found out when the Holy Ghost spoke to your heart and let you, you became aware, illuminated you to the truth of the word, that if God wasn't interested in you going to hell, he wanted to show you kindness. He wanted to show you mercy. There that's, that's mercy. So I'll show you kindness. Watch what your Bible said. Where am I at? Just let me read it real quick. Verse 7. Jonathan, my father's sake, and will restore thee all the land that's all of my father. What about that? David said, that ain't all I'm going to do. I'm not going to just show you mercy. 
I'm not going to just let you live. He said, I'm going to restore to you everything. Not that was John's house. That was Saul's. All right? Oh my. What's this? Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I'm salt, lamb, salt, thy father. Watch this. And thou should eat bread at my table continually. That's grace. Yeah. All right. Mercy's not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. All right. Yeah. It was mercy. He deserved to die. Saul and David showed him mercy. Let him win. But grace was when David said, I'm going to go above that. Everything that's now mine that's Saul's, I'll give that to you. And don't get too excited about that because you're not going to need none of it. You won't need the field, you won't need the crops, you won't need none of that. Because I want you to come eat my table and get you there. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my, that excites me. Y'all can sit there like a bumper along the old too. That excites me. I, I want to be dead in hell, but not only did he show me mercy, but look at the grace that he showed us. Uh, here we are now. Here we are in October the 9th of 2022, sitting in the house of God amongst fellow believers, amongst family. Uh, Y'all are closer to me than my family is, most of it. Uh, I see him want to do them. He's uh, knit our hearts together. Look at how he's blessed us and how he's with us and the privilege to pray. Uh, that's what talked about this morning, the privilege to meet together. All that he's done, we go on and on and on and on. That's that's not just mercy. That's grace. Yes, right? Yes. So we see, we see here in our text, we see the promise. We see the then also if you would the provision. We see a little bit in verse seven, but watch what your Bible said in verse number nine. Well, let's read verse eight. And he bowed himself and said, "Let me show you the response to the mercy and grace." But I said, "He bowed himself and said, What is thy servant? Thou shouldst look upon such a dead dog as I am.'" Oh my, is that not what happens when you get yeah. saved? I talked to a lady one day. She told me, she said, uh, she, she'd been hurt. She, I, I don't even know that, but she looked at me. She said, oh, you Christians, you just think you're better than everybody else. And I looked at her, and I, I understand a little bit where she's coming from. I, I, know, I know sometimes the world sees things that way. But I looked at her, and I said, man, I don't know who you've been associated with. And I said, but most of, most of the Christians I know that's not the response to the grace of God. Doesn't make you seem better. Makes you seem worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Fifth chef, I believe all my heart, man, she thought he was going to die. And he heard that again. And when he showed mercy and showed grace, he didn't puff his chest out and say, Look at me, look who I am. I was in his face and said, Who am I that thou shouldst look upon such a dead dog yeah. as I am? It humbled me. Right. He realized who he was. He didn't deserve to live. He didn't deserve the things of Saul. He didn't deserve the David's table. None of that was worthy. He wasn't worthy of it. And it humbled him. That's the response to mercy and grace. A humble heart and a contrite spirit. What's what your Bible said, verse 9? I'll hurry. The Bible said, verse 9, Then the king called to Zeba. Now what about that? Zeba's the one that told him about Fibshit. Zebus, I told you, is a picture of the Holy Ghost. He told him about Mephibosheth. He told him where Mephibosheth was. I believe all my heart he went and fetched him out of Lord of Potter. Now that Mephibosheth's been dealing with David, now David calls Zeba again, watch this, and said to him, I've given to thy master's son all that pertains to Saul and to all his house. Thou, therefore, thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, shall bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. 
But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread all the way at thy table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, according to all my lord the king has commanded servants, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. Now, notice me if you would, the provision. We had a promise in verse number 7. David promised him he'd live, promised him to give everything to Saul's, promised him that he'd uh, eat at his table continually. Isn't that right? But the problem is, fish is still lame on his feet. Yeah. That right? Yeah. What a picture. Now, he's been brought by Ziba, picture of the Holy Ghost, out of the bar, into the palace, into the presence of God. He's humbled himself. He's fell before, before, the, before David, picture of God. I mean, you say, preacher, do you think he's saved? Absolutely. As far as the type of he is, I believe he's a saved man. But he's still lame on the feet. Yeah. All right? That's right. And feet still don't work like they ought to. Oh, my God. I'm not saying it's more than a license to sin, but can I say this? Truly, we got saved. Our flesh was not saved. That's right. All right? I'm saying for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. I'm not saying, I, I hope this morning that Brother Kenny hit on a little bit during Sunday school. I'm certainly not saying this morning you have a license to sin. I'm not saying you live right to get saved. I believe you ought to live right because you are saved. Yeah, right, right. But even at our best effort, we're still lame on right. Amen. Right. There's still going to be times we fall short. Yeah. There's going to be times we mess up. And time and time. And time again, you'll find in this day, it's two things mentioned. The scripture is at David's table, and his language. Time and time again. Oh my. I'm trying real hard, Chris, not to say it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I believe that's a picture of eternal security. Yeah. And even though he's laying on his face, guess where he's at? He's Y'all get that, Mr. Yeah. Even though well, he's lame on his feet. Yeah. You know where he's at? David's day. Yeah. Oh, can I show you something? It's like my outline, but I, I'd like to show it to you. Somebody, can you come up here? What's this? Right there. Give me a blanket, sir. I'll get my. Watch this. Keep going, baby. Fish. Blame on us. They're right. What's what your Bible said? Uh, where's it at? Is it verse 11? Is that right? Uh, Bible said, verse 11. Uh, then said Zebra King, Lord, all my Lord, the King has commanded his servant, so shall a servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the King, he shall eat bread at my table. Watch this. As one of the king's sons. David said, I don't think we'll eat there. I'm going to dock him in there. Right? Yeah. He's going to be just like one of the sons. Now, here's the problem. He's not like David's sons. He's laying on his feet. That's how familiar. Oh, my. I've been adopted into a family. All right? And the problem, Robert, is I'm not like the other son. Yeah. That's right. All right. He's spotless and sinless and perfect and without guile and without spot, without blemish. Yeah, yeah, right. There I am. It seemed like if not, if there were not, oh my, uh, it, it, on our own, 
every time I scoot up to the table beside of it, the father had to look at me and say, there's a difference there. Yeah. Oh my, I'm about to come slap on the <laughs> But the Bible said that Mephibosheth would eat continually at David's table as one of the king's sons. But he's labeled as free. Not like the rest of the king's sons. They go out and fight and, and, and be, uh, be, uh, uh, be uh, captains over the host. Uh, they do all these things. They go to war with the Philistines uh, and get the victory. Mephibosheth can't do all those things. Uh, uh, they go out in the fields and till the, uh, the harvest. Uh, uh, Mephibosheth can't do these things. Uh, he's lame on his feet. He is not uh, the same as the rest of them. So, preacher, what's the answer? The Bible said, you'll eat bread at my table, what? Continually. Alright? As one of the king's sons. Now, I'll show you something. When the fifth screwed up that table, all that lameness and what made it set him apart from the rest of them was cut. Yeah. Right. Alright? Yeah. And though his problem, Keaton, was his legs. Yeah, yeah. They're right? Yeah. And the problem would have been covered by the table. Yeah. yeah. So when David sat down to eat with his sons, hadn't looked at each one of them and come to Mephibosheth, he'd have looked no different than the rest of them. Right, right. I'd have helped you right here just a minute if you get a hold of that. You know what happened when I got saved back? Has it not been the family God have? Has place at the king's table to eat continually. And thank God my lameness, my sin, and my shame, and my guilt, that if we be honest, we've all, we all still sin and fall short. And Michelle, you might bring that up to me. I might do something wrong, and you might remind me of the fact that I didn't uh, meet the standard and uh, uh, the standard of God. You might remind me that uh, certainly I didn't handle things the right way. Uh, I might do the same thing to you. Uh, uh, but if you're saved tonight, this morning, that uh, seated at the king's table, that's uh, one of the king's sons or daughters, uh, uh, the good thing is when God looks at you. Well, Kenny made a big statement this morning that the righteousness of Christ has been imputed to us. Well, that makes sure that it is. God looks at me, he sees no difference. Yeah. None at all. Right. What about that? What about that? That baby's getting signed in now. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, my soul. I mean, Tom. He was perfect. He's sinless. He's without doubt. He's without spot. He's never had a bad thought. He's never said the wrong thing. He's never, never handled it wrong. Uh, he, I mean, he's passed every test. Uh, he fulfilled the law. Can't talk about that this morning. Yeah. All I've ever done broke the law. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. But when Christ, when God puts it made, he says, no difference. Right. Right. For me and stuff. What a blessing. Yeah. Thank you, Keaton. You said it. Thank you, buddy. And sharing that blessing. We see the provision. He sends Ziba. Now, let me say this. That won't cost you nothing. That's not my point, but I, I'm about done. Uh, he tells Ziba in verse 9 uh, that he wants Ziba and his house to care for Mephibosheth. What about that? What a picture. Here's what David says He says, Mephibosheth, only thing I want you to worry about, you just sit at my table. Now, I'm paraphrasing what you read 9 through 11. That's what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Chef, I'm going to give you everything in the Psalms. You're going to have his fields and you're going to have his harvest and you're going to have all those things. But all I want you to do is sit at my table. 
Is that right? And he tells Ziba a picture of the Holy Ghost. He said, Ziba, you and your sons and your servants, you go out in the fields and bring in the harvest. Is that right? You go out in the fields and do the work. And you bring that back to Mephibosheth. Now here's what I want to know. I've looked at it all week, John. Here's what I want to know. Maybe one of you can tell me. What's Mephibosheth going to do with the harvest? What's he going to do with it? Not going to break, make bread. Not going to eat. They're right. Because he's to eat bread continually at the king's table as one of the king's sons. What's he going to do? I've been serious. I, I'm asking. What's he going to do with it, Kenny? He's not going to make bread. He's not going to eat it. I don't know what he'll do with it. But I, 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 I work my brain. Makes about it. Here's what I want to come up with. It's not real deep. Here's what I want to come up with. Not like the Lord. Is that right? Say, preacher, what do you mean? Seems like that's how he's done me since I've got saved. Become part of the family, but adopted into his family. Seems like he gives me everything I need. I, I, I've got constant access. Everything I need, he provides. But it seems like every once in a while, here come the Holy Ghost with just another blessing. I mean, just yeah. on top of what I need. I mean, yeah. above and beyond what I do. Are y'all with me? I, I mean, listen, I mean, I, I'm saved. Uh, I'm secure. Uh, I, I mean, I'm born again. I know that heaven. I'm sure it's there. Uh, but yeah, every once in a while, it seems like you're the Holy Ghost to come. Uh, just bring something just something above and beyond that. I mean, just an extra blessing. Right. Yeah. The provision. That was Ziba. Ziba did all that work. Also a lesson, Noah. Yeah. Uh, also a lesson in working for the Lord. Fifth just laid on his feet. And uh, while I believe a man ought to prepare, I believe a man ought to put forth effort. I understand that. But there's a great lesson there. Fifth just laid on his feet. He could not bring in the heart. Right. He could not do the work. Had to rely on Ziba, a picture of the Holy Ghost. Right. Yeah. Here's what I will say uh, to, to you preachers in here. I think this is a lesson that while I think you ought to cry, I'm not the mission that I think you ought to read, you ought to study, you ought to, uh, you ought, I'm all for having to outline all those things. Uh, but I believe the lesson taught is this. Uh, you just sit at the king's table uh, and rely on the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? That's what will bring the harvest in. That's what you get in the king's presence. Get in the presence of God. Uh, spend time with him. Trust the Holy Ghost to bring the harvest in. Uh, I believe that will work, don't you? Yeah. All right, let me quit. Right, one more thing I'm done. We see the provision. Then I want to go it out. And sixthly, I'm done. Notice the pleasure. Look at me, verse 12. Philip had a young son whose name was Micah. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants under Mephibosheth. Verse 13. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem. Oh my. Change your address. Yeah. Yeah. Found out in verse, was it verse 2 or verse 3. Found out he lived in the house of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth in Lothar. Now the Bible said Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem. Blake, there's Sunday school. Kenny talked a little bit about that word dwell. That's permanent. Is that right? Dwell permanently. Dwell in Jerusalem. Watch this. For he did eat continually at the king's table. 
And don't get excited about that, but that's a wonderful verse. Yeah. Yeah. David promised him he didn't continue. Then we find that he continued. Yeah. Now that we find in verse number 13, we find for he did eat continually. Find out David's true to his word. Can I say this? I sure am glad God's true to his word. For he did eat continue at the king's table. Now watch this. Interesting. How the chapter ends. Greatest, greatest day in Fripset's life. Greatest years in Fripset's life. And watch how the chapter ends. Watch again. And was laid on both his feet. Yeah. All right. Another reminder he's still laying. Yeah. All right. Now listen to me. I'll say something. I, I'm going to get to the pleasure, but I'm going to say something real quick. I've seen people struggle with things. And, uh, I, I was listening to a podcast a few minutes ago. For, for Sunday school, I was there in my office looking at some things. There's two women on this podcast, John, and both of them, I mean, their stories were very similar, about the same age, lived in the same area, the same, you know, group of towns, and uh, both of them got strung out on drugs, about the same age. I mean, it's just similarity after similarity after similarity. Both of them got saved in, in jail. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, same group of women come see both of them, they both got saved. About the same time. One of them, Michelle, said that the moment the Lord saved her, she said, you believe it or not, the moment he saved me, I never had enough good times. Never again I had desire to do any drugs. She just took it from me. Just like that. And then she said, the other woman said, her story was not saved. She said, I know that ain't shot of that I got saved. And she said, but it was a struggle. She said, I, she said, I thought I was going to die going through the detox. She said, to this day, several years later, she said, I can be uh, in a restaurant and see somebody pour sugar into their coffee. And it's like my body shuts down, uh, reminding me of what, what I used to do and desire to have those things. And she said, but I know I'm just as saved as the next. We take the difference. God, I believe all my heart so that God can take that away just like See, that always be the case. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But it does mean you always get suspicion. Yeah. Right. And what was interesting, the lady that took it away, she looked at the other lady, what she said, she said, I live all my heart. God knew you was following her. Right. What about that? Yeah. That woman, in fact, she felt kind of bad about it. She said she struggled for years. Thinking, why didn't God do it for me? What did he get for her? Did, 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 did he love her more? Did he, was she a better person? That other lady said, oh, I that. See, I believe he knew I was weaker than you were. It takes more grace for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. What I'm going to say is this. David, Scripture said David said he continued, but he was still laying on his feet. You're here this morning, you said, Preacher, I'm struggling with something. I know that I'm saved. I know without any shadow of a doubt that I'm saved. Preacher, I, it may not be drugs. It may be language. It may be uh, whatever the case. I don't know what you said. Preacher, I'm struggling with it. I'll tell you something, listen. Don't let the devil jump up on the back and tell you you're worthless. Fibbish is still lame on his feet. Do what do? Just eat bread and continue at the king's table. Get in that book and fill yourself full of it. Is that right? Yeah. 
Realize that maybe you can't help her. Oh, but I'm glad the Holy Ghost, our comforter, our helper. Oh, I'm glad he helped me. He rely on that grace. I'm not telling you this morning. I'm not saying, don't you follow that? What I'm about to say. I'm not giving you a license. I'm not saying this morning it's all right. Whatever you're doing, just keep that's not what I'm saying. But I tell you, don't get yourself defeated because you're struggling with something. Right. You can get the victory over it. Isn't that right? Yeah. Then I will say this the pleasure. My favorite chef never again desired, as far as we say, never again desired to go back to a little bar. They're right. You may be here this morning and say, Preacher, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Can I say this? It doesn't have to be the way it is right now. You don't have to stay where you are. Don't have to be where you are right now. I mean, he was in a place of poverty. He was in a place of pain. He was in a place of prison. We can live a lot tonight, this morning. But I'm going to say that Mephibosheth was brought out, sent and fetched out of Lodabar, brought into the palace, brought into Jerusalem. And the Bible said that he dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did continue at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. I believe we'd have to say that Mephibosheth was pretty content living with the king. If we go around this morning, if you're here this morning lost, don't you listen to me just for a minute. If we go around this morning, get everybody in this building that's saved to stand up and give their testimony. Some of the things you hear would blow your mind. That right? Some of the things that you, some of the places they were, some of the things they were doing, some of the people they're doing them with would blow your mind when you heard it. But those that are saved, I guarantee you, Nancy, if we have them all stand up and give their testimony, whatever it was in the Lord's back, what He'd done for them through the years, I'd say, sure, that if we'd all be real honest, it'd have to end like this. And I've never wanted to go back to one of those Never heard of, never have I regretted it not one time. I, I never thought, boy, I wish I wasn't saved. That uh, it's been the greatest thing ever happened to me. Uh, uh, oh, man, right? uh, I mean, it's been a joy. He was satisfied. Uh, he was pleased at dwelling with the king, uh, being in Jerusalem, uh, and eating bread continued at the king's table. You say this, I, I'm quitting, I promise. Maybe, let's stand our feet all across the middle. Every hip, better, right, close. Good point.